to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. episode of Disorderly Dogs the podcast. I am your host Rachel Harris and I am so delighted to have you here today. So um, if you guys have kind of missed what's been happening in Denver, um, there was a city council meeting to um, vote for proposed changes to legalize pit bull ownership in Denver and that passed. And then Mayor Hancock vetoed that decision and then um, Monday night we had another hearing and there was not enough votes to overturn the veto. So the breed specific legislation still stands in Denver. So um, while it's super disappointing, there's a lot of moves going forward and I'm definitely going to um, have the ladies from the organization replace Denver BSL back on the podcast and we're going to you know, talk about what we can do going forward. So um, stay tuned for that. But I have really seen and witnessed um, how many people still are hanging on to um, a lot of pit bull myths and how much fear and hysteria there really is surrounding the breed. So um, that is why I am I did um, pit bull myth week over on my Instagram. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in CO, um, all of my posts this week have been uh, dispelling myths about pit bulls. So I just kind of wanted to do an episode in conjunction with that and just kind of break down all of the myths so that in case you didn't know about them, um, you can get educated. So I think what it really boils down to is that the community the community needs more education surrounding the breed uh, and dog behavior in general. Okay, so um, before we jump into today's episode, just a couple of updates. So guys, things are so good in Colorado. You know, it's winter, it's windy, it's snowy sometimes, then it's like 60 and beautiful. So I'll take it. So I hope that you guys are well wherever you are. Um, I know I've kind of teased about um, my reactive dog course, and I'm super excited to tell you guys all of the details. So um, I'm going, well, I'm in the process of finalizing a course I created um, for reactive dog owners. It's called Reactive Redefined. And I am still working out the details about how all of this is going to work. But if you own a reactive dog, I created this course specifically for you. So please get on my email list and I will keep you updated about the course, how you can be a part of it, all of that good stuff. And you can get on the email list by heading over to my website, agfdogtraining.com, and you will get my free ebook on enrichment in exchange for your email. And then you will be in the know about my reactive uh, redefined online course. So I'm really looking forward to it. I put a lot of love into this course and I'm really looking forward to um, sharing it with you guys so that uh, owning a reactive dog doesn't have to seem so overwhelming. So let's talk about pit bull myths, shall we? Also, Tiva is barking in the background. I tell you guys, every time I sit down to record a podcast, the dogs are like, let's play like wild lunatics. So... Um, <laughs> Let's talk about pit bull myths. So I want to start with um, the myth that pit bull is a breed. So if you don't already know this, um, pit bull refers to many, many breeds of dogs. Um, the only true pit bull breed, I'm using pit bull in quotes here, is the American pit bull terrier. 
Okay, so that is an actual breed, the American Pitbull Terrier, but often breeds like the American Staffordshire Terrier, which is what Waylon is, the Staffordshire Terrier, the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, the American Bulldog, Mastiffs, um, lots of blocky-headed dogs get mislabeled as Pitbulls, and a lot of those breeds fall under the Pitbull ban, especially here in Denver. So um, Waylon is technically a banned breed in Denver so that, you know, when we do dog sports and stuff in Denver, we have to have a special permit for him to be there. Um, so yeah, I, I just want you guys to recognize that quote unquote Pitbull is not actually a breed unless you're referring to the American Pitbull Terrier, right? So the label Pitbull really gets slapped on a lot of breeds of dogs and often it is mixed breed dogs, right? that suffer the most from this. So um, I just, I want everyone to be clear on that. Pitbull is not a breed unless you're referring to the American Pitbull Terrier, okay? So um, let's move on to myth number two, that pitbulls have locking jaws. Uh, pitbulls do not have locking jaws, right? Um, there is lots of research on this. If you guys are following me on the gram, I, re I reference all the research when I dispel this myth in my post, but um, Pitbulls do not have locking jaws. In fact, no canines have locking jaws. And um, when we look at the research, we find out that pitbulls actually do not have the strongest bite among dog breeds. Um, I'm actually not going to name the breed with the strongest dog bite, just to further protect breeds. Um, but yeah, pitbulls do not have locking jaws, and they in fact do not have the strongest bite of any dog breed. So. Okay, so let's move on to myth number three. Uh, myth number three, that pit bulls can cause more damage than other dogs. So obviously size matters, right? And a bigger dog is probably more capable of more damage than a smaller dog, but um, you know, pit bulls risk of damage falls along the same lines of similar, similar size breeds, right? So size definitely has an impact, but pit bulls are not capable of causing more damage than any breed of dog by any means. And you know, the damage that they can cause is very comparable to other breeds that share the same size um, and stature as they do. Okay, so um, myth number four, that pit bulls are inherently aggressive. So again, this is a myth. It is not true. Um, there's actually zero scientific uh, research peer-reviewed studies um, that suggest that um, one breed of dog is more aggressive than any other breed of dog. So there is literally no data to support, um, you know, pit bulls being more inherently aggressive than other dogs. Okay, so, you know, <laughs> I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again, like pit bulls are not mythic, magical beasts, right? They're just dogs. They're just dogs like any other breed of dog. They've just suffered at the hands of lots of misinformation spread. Okay, so let's move on to myth number five, that pit bulls are more dangerous. Uh, so pit bulls are not more dangerous than any other breed of dog. Um, pit bulls were involved in less than... Um, any other breed of dog in dog bite related fatalities. Okay, so 72% of dog bite related fatalities were actually from non pit bull type dogs, 72%. So just to give you some perspective, right? And you know, all breeds can be aggressive. All breeds can be aggressive if the genetics and the early socialization and the circumstances are set up right. Okay, so I think that what we can really be focusing on is responsible breeding, responsible socialization, and responsible pet ownership, all right? So 
Let's move on to myth number six, that uh, pit bulls are unpredictable. So this is kind of a misnomer for all breeds of dogs, but you know, the pit bull obviously falls under this a lot. Um, time and time again, pit bulls test really high on temperament scores for desirable traits and temperament, right? So they often score within the top 23% of breeds over like a hundred other breeds. So, um, if you guys are new to the podcast, Waylon, my dog, who's an American Staffordshire Terrier, who is banned because he falls under the pit bull category, um, I very intentionally sought out a breeder um, that responsibly bred American Staffordshire Terriers, and I sought him out for his temperament. I wanted a dog who was happy and friendly with people and good with other dogs, and that is exactly what I got in Waylon. Right. So just to give you some perspective, right, like I wanted a happy, friendly dog and I intentionally sought out the breed of American Staffordshire Terrier. Right. There's obviously lots of breeds that, you know, are great with other dogs and great with people and, you know, genetics and, and early experience has a lot to do with that. But I didn't choose a golden retriever. I literally chose an American Staffordshire Terrier because I wanted a happy, energetic, friendly dog. All right. So um, let's talk about the last myth. Um <laughs> And this is, you know, the myth according to me that the media can properly identify a pit bull. The media cannot properly identify a pit bull. So they're, they are prone to an error rate of about 40% and they can valid, they have valid identification of breeds about 17% of the time. So, you know, since pit bulls make sensational headlines and the media takes advantage of that. And I was actually asked to do an interview for a local news station, which I did. My interview didn't end up um, airing, but it was fascinating to me that in the story they did about the, uh, the failure of the legalization of pit bull ownership is that they cued to a clip of one council member who referred to uh, saying that it's not about bites, it's about maulings. Right. So even this media organization who reached out to me, who is trying to, quote unquote, trying to, you know, make better media headlines about pit bulls, they still panned to the one council member who wanted to make it about maulings. So I want you guys to know that, you know, your chance of getting mauled by a dog is far less than getting struck by lightning. Okay, so, you know, the chance of getting mauled by a dog is really, really low and the media is still perpetuating all of these myths and stereotypes. So I am not going to slow down. I'm not going to stop educating the community. You guys have heard me talk about if you're new to the podcast, you haven't heard me talk about this, but um, I partnered up with Justice for Bullies, which is a nonprofit organization, um, obviously fighting for justice for bullies. Um, Chantel, who is the uh, founder of that organization, was on the podcast. I think it was episode 37. So we'll link that up in the show notes. But I partnered up with her. And what I'm doing is I'm presenting a dog bite safety program to elementary aged kids, because we know that a lot of dog bites are to kids. And, you know, I, I want us to continue to focus on education and keeping everyone safe instead of unnecessarily demonizing one breed of dog. So 
I could go on and on and on about all of this, but I'm not going to because I know that your time is valuable. But, um, you know, those are some of the biggest myths about pit bulls um, that I wanted to dispel. And like I said, all of the all of this in more detail is on my Instagram page at a good feeling underscore NCO. So by the time you listen to this, there will already be several posts that you can reference. So please do me a favor, share those posts. Let's um, let's help educate our communities about some of the myths surrounding um, pit bull type dogs so that uh, we can keep our communities safer and we can keep our beloved blocky headed dogs safer. So guys, I, I just adore, adore this podcast. I hope that the sound is okay. I'm working through some technical difficulties. So hopefully my normal good sound will be back soon, but you guys have a wonderful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Hey guys, so I do not take promoting a product lightly. I really don't. I'm not going to tell you about a product I don't really believe in, and I'm not going to tell you about a product that doesn't have a fabulous team behind the product, but I was out of CBD for probably like two weeks, and then the lovely ladies at VetCS got me another bottle, and I didn't really think about it, but after I started giving the dogs CBD again, Waylon's energy level greatly increased. I think that the CBD helps him feel so much better. So guys, this is not a gimmick. There is no bullshit. I believe in this product. And if you think that your dog could benefit from CBD, I highly suggest check out VetCS. You can learn more about CBD for dogs, cats, and horses at VetCS.com. And you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.